All right. So let me, let me say, <laughs> let me not say what I was about to jump off and say, let me go back to what I was about to say. So love is blind. Justice is blind. Here's the, here's the, the tie-in. Neither love nor justice can be blind. If they are, what you have is foolishness. Yes. What you have is literally a blind person holding a sword and a torch, just swinging them around. Yep. I don't know. Passion fury hitting all kinds of things and sometimes lighting a candle sometimes cutting the bread most often just making a big old mess out of things god is both just and loving they, they are wound up in what yes we call holiness yeah. and it's because of that that i can say very firmly justice only exists because love does Mm -hmm. And justice can only be carried out when it is carried out in love, through love, uh, from the source of love, uh, which is, I don't think the way that we typically think about justice. We think about justice as being cold. We think about justice as being detached, as being clinical. And we think about love as being close and personal and, and intimate and emotional and non-cerebral, um, visceral. Mm, the fact right. is they, they are tied completely together because love and justice are both visceral. They are both cerebral. And, and, uh, I mean, John 3.16, um, love, death on the cross, forgiveness is there, as yeah. well as um, uh, love is there understanding that when it comes to true love real love not again the world's definition starting where we you know going back to where we started love's definition in the world is completely bonkers i view it more as lust and right. it's driven by the person's perspective so it really is their my version of love whereas <laughs> god's definition of love is filled with sacrifice because that's what we see on the cross yeah. And so when I look at a couple that's looking to get married, I have to remind them that the feelings they have are not really love. That's more lust. And that's that's not a bad thing. That's to get you fired up. But that the love that you have for one another, that is a God-filled love, is one that sacrifices daily for the other and forgives freely. Like that. that is my... Um, push for love for oldlyweds and newlyweds um, and middlyweds. Love is sacrificing daily and forgiving mm -hmm. often. Like just know that if you don't get in the habit of forgiving, this is not going to work because God has forgiven you over and over again. Not to the point where you get to be stupid with it um, because that isn't what love is. It's deep in relationship. So you can't just be harming the person that is paying for your debt over and over again this you know yes god is right. a you know the the, the wealthiest uh, if we're going to look at him that way in love but that doesn't mean it doesn't come at a cost when we look at the cross right. so it, it's it's real for me that justice must have that space for forgiveness to be built in as well as that space for sacrifice and that's um, on both sides, not easy because our culture pushes for comfort. And both forgiveness and sacrificing are uncomfortable. 
I, I completely agree with that. I actually want to take a little different spin on this, though, because okay. kind of making the turn to forgiveness, um, which is all, you know, that was the, when you said, what topic do you want to do? Forgiveness was actually the first word that came to mind. Mm -hmm. Justice followed on. And it's largely because as I look out at our culture, as I look at Facebook, as I look at uh, social media, and I see a very strong drive in our culture for justice, for justice, for LGBTQI, for, um, for fat people, for disabled people, for um, minorities, for poor, for you name it. There are, there are entire armies of people who are committed with religious fervor and zeal to see justice done for a group. Mm. And that means that there is, there's always a, um, an aggressor and there's always a victim. And what I've watched, what I've been observing is I look at people who, uh, you know, something they say now that's inappropriate or something they said in the past that was inappropriate then or something they said in the past that wasn't inappropriate then, but is now retrospectively determined to be inappropriate then. People get knocked off from wherever they are. Um, mm -hmm. And you have basically two responses. You have one response where, where the person who's being knocked off simply doesn't care and continues mm -hmm. on with life, or you have a response from that person where they, um, they give a mea culpa Mm -hmm. uh, they say, I see now what I did. I see how I hurt people. I shouldn't have done it. I regret that. And from that point on, that person has almost no future in, in the society that has censured them. And um, it's been happening in, in almost every area of our society for some mm -hmm. time now. And that's brought to my mind, why is it that when we have such a strong desire for justice, for what's right to be done, why is it that the concept of forgiveness has become so heterodox? It's, so been, it's become so, so uh, anathema. It is, it's, a, it's vile well, to talk about forgiveness. It is... No one deserves forgiveness. There should be no forgiveness. If you have, if you have done what you're accepting you that you have done, if you agree that you've done this, mm -hmm. the only thing for you to do is shuffle yourself off of this mortal coil. Well, that, I mean, that goes back to the, you know, a, a me folk or humans centered um, value system where uh, if I, if I, if I view you as created in the image of God, um, mm -hmm. And I am as well, then that that changes things. Um, but know that when it comes to forgiveness, there is a um, an issue um, that you raised as far as how people even engage with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I walk up to you in the face, punch you in the face and then say, I'm sorry, you're not really going to be there. Um, like, really, you know, I'm just yeah. being honest. I, I walked yeah. up to you, I gave you 30 seconds. I didn't pick you up off the ground. Like, I didn't help you at all. I'm showing no signs of remorse. I'm just saying, my bad. I thought you were someone else. 
and walk. Like that, that's not really. Honestly, dude, if you thought I was someone else, I, I might actually be able to uh, to get over that a little fast. And it was but, just but you were there, and I felt you know, like it, It's one of those things where um, forgiveness um, is when it's more than just saying I'm sorry. Um, mm -hmm. This gets back to justice. There actually has to be a recognition that what you did was wrong, um, right. and and that isn't simply saying I messed up. It's being able to put words to it without repeating what someone else has said. So, um, example: uh, somebody is running around in blackface, and they did it in college, and now mm -hmm. they're the governor of a state nearby. We live in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> and um, wasn't West Virginia though, <laughs> or Pennsylvania, <laughs> or North Carolina, <laughs> or Delaware. Um, <laughs> We're a state that's a little bit northern of uh, of this other state. <laughs> um, and so it's um, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where it was done, you know, whether it was an ignorance or clearly the decision was made either way. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. He asked for forgiveness. Um, I don't know his spiritual leanings or anything about that. So his definition mm -hmm. of forgiveness. Um, but for the church, uh, for the people of God, not the buildings, but the people of God, to be able to um, forgive no matter what race or whatever, because uh, we are family, we are one body united mm -hmm. you know, in the spirit to be able to forgive, you have to be able to accept responsibility for it. Like that's, that is the first part. And then there, you have to be able to say, I was wrong in doing this. Um, a lot of the apologies we've seen lately are, I'm sorry, I got caught. Um, right. And, and that is the apology. Like, Even if it's not stayed that way, that it's very clear from the, from the what is said and what's not said correct. and how it's yeah. said that it really is. No. Correct. I'm sorry. Oops, I, I did it call. again. <laughs> Please forgive me. And it's like, no, that's that's not the space you need to be in to be forgiven. Like you're supposed <laughs> to get past that kind of apology when you were like six. Correct. You're supposed to. A lot. A lot of people have not. Um, and understanding that for the person who's been harmed, that can be a double a double hurt. Yes. You have made. Um, this thing less than because you don't deem it worthy of um, the work that is required to get mm -hmm. an apology. So it's, it is, um, it's, it is, um, it's real that, um, uh, um, it's real that, uh, it's real that you have to, um, have a heart connection with the error, um, right? Just a head connection that you got caught, right? Um, so often... I'm I'm going to disagree with that a little bit. Okay, okay? go for it. And try try this out for size here. Um, I think it's possible to forgive. As as the person who was wronged, I think it's possible to oh, forgive. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking even... about the person who's done the wronging. Okay, all right, all right. So just as a clarifying, you're saying it's. You can't even ask for forgiveness unless there is, you, I'm, unless I'm, there's a connection between what you did and the wrongness of it. I'm, you're not asking for forgiveness, even if what you say is, please forgive me. Correct. I'm just saying from the other side, the person who's done the wrong, mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of fake <laughs> apologies taking for sure. For the person who has been wronged, you can you can forgive without even having to talk to that individual or even have to hear anything, because that is you letting go of the hurt. Yeah. So let's talk about that maybe a little bit deeper. What is forgiveness? Right. Forgiveness is you recognizing um, that something took place and being able to um, let this go from the perspective of um, this will not control my thinking, um, mm -hmm. my actions. It will not have the priority that it had when the hurt took place. Um, mm -hmm. So I am going to God as a believer in Christ and trusting him with it because I know he is just mm -hmm. and I know that he is holy. So he will address this, whether it be today, tomorrow, or when we stand before him in judgment. I know that. So I can forgive because I don't need to seek revenge. Is it a radical statement to say forgiveness is fundamentally a Judeo-Christian reality that does not exist in other cultures and other world religions. I'm sure we would have some people that would argue differently because of different faiths. Um, you know, I would think, you know, I'm sure there are some other groups that I don't know about that would say that they view forgiveness the same way. But mm -hmm. for me, because of what Christ did, that is what frees me to have this new definition of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that isn't in any other faith. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I know for the Jews, they, you know, they've got the first five, so they have something similar. Um, right. but we have a fulfillment of it in Christ that makes it so that um, as someone who's been hurt, yes, I have to wrestle with um, my role in it mm -hmm. so that I can move past it. But more importantly, I can go to God who can take the weight of the offender away so that I can live my best life in him. Um, I can move forward. Um, but I, I would definitely say that if you don't have Christ, I don't know how you can, um, how you can, uh, not get caught on the angle of revenge. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, and, the, and I know people don't like that word revenge, but that's what people are seeking when they seek justice is revenge. <laughs> well, it's make, it's making it right again. Well, and that's revenge is making it right again, even correct. if it's doing so from a hostile. See, here's the thing. Justice isn't doing this to you because it's angry at you. Justice isn't chopping off your head because it's angry at you, but because that's what you deserve, because that's right. what's right. Vengeance chops off your head as well, maybe because you deserve it, but it's maybe because it's right, but it's actually because I'm angry for what you did. That, that's, and vengeance for that reason can go too far. Vengeance may not go far enough, but in human, justice or vengeance is gonna, has the same pitfalls, but the, the the connection between forgiveness and justice, and the reason I asked the question I did before is that forgiveness can only exist if justice does exist. If there is in fact right and wrong, and if right and wrong will actually be um, 
if the difference between right and wrong will actually be made up. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to not use the theological terms here or or Thank fifty you. cent words. Um, <laughs> I know, you can it's, use it's hard because I'm I'm thinking in the in these <laughs> exactly. This isn't for theology class, although that's exactly I'm correct. In it, but it's this is for that's exactly you know, correct. Everyone so, who is walking on the journey with Christ. I'm thinking about the person who has been sexually abused, mm-hmm. has been molested or raped. I'm thinking about the person who has been physically abused by mm-hmm. a spouse or a child who's been um, abused by their parent. I'm thinking about people who've been the, robbed. Absolutely, you know. There, there's a wrong that has been done. There's an injustice that has been inflicted on this person, and this person's there. There's a there's a change that happens because the person has been wronged, where they are now owed a rightness. Yeah, there is a debt. The the that's exactly correct. There's a debt. Forgiveness, as you said, is letting that debt go. Right. knowing that it can never be fully unpaid. Christianity says it's not just letting that debt go. It's recognizing that that debt was paid. Correct. And it was paid to the person who was truly owned owed that debt, which was not, in fact, you. Mm-hmm. The, the real crime was not done against me when I was physically abused. It was done against God. There it is. I am the one who suffered... Uh, in a primary way, but as a secondary importance right, because in this you are equation. That's exactly correct. You and so forgiveness for, for the Christian, and I, I'm going to suggest this for non-Christians as well, but forgiveness is not simply letting go of the right to hold on to that debt. It is, in fact, going a step much further than that, which I think is an infinitely large step, to choose to walk in love towards the person who owes you that debt, which is a much higher standard, a much harder mm-hmm. pill to swallow than simply letting go of the fact that you owe me money. This is what God did for us. He covered the cost of our debt. He paid it. He will pay for all debts. He will make sure that all debts are paid Mm-hmm. And he has said, but I've given you my love freely. And my expectation is that you will give my love through you to others just as freely because that's how you received it. And this is where forgiveness is such an incredibly powerful mm. reality to live. I think I've said this, I may have said this to you before, I've said it to several people. I think the two most powerful statements a person can ever say or hear is, please forgive me and I forgive you. The the freedom, the internal equilibrium um, balance that can be accomplished through actually walking through that process and being able to say either of those statements freely without reserve, knowing that what I'm saying is I'm not simply saying you don't owe me this to me anymore. I'm saying that my disposition towards you is one of brotherly love. I do not wish you harm. 
I will do what I can do, what is within my power to care for you the same way I would care for someone who has never wronged me. That's fundamentally only possible because Christ has already borne all of the payment for all of my sins and all of your sins. It's for me, I think people twist it when they make forgiveness something about forgetting. And I Mm -hmm. try and encourage people to understand that God does that when it comes to our sins, but that's not something he's called us to do or else he given us that ability. (laughs) (laughs) So even what you just stated, the forgetting is not part of it. It's the emotions attached to it that we're moving past so that we can love as God has loved us. It Mm -hmm. isn't being stupid about the relationship with this individual because there might need to be some healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Doing that in love. This doesn't mean that if I'm being abused, I act as though nothing is going on because that is love. No, that's not love. That's ignorance. That's not what God is calling you to. Or or if you're being abused, you don't seek legal protections and legal punishment, or you don't change your situation. So as the abuser no longer has access to you, none of that is wrapped up in what it means to forgive. Correct. Correct. I just want to make sure people understand that we're not saying be foolish and that is forgiveness. No, that is not it at all. There is the expectation again, that you are God's don't make this his fault. Mm-hmm. And also don't make this something that he has to resolve. If he hasn't told you that that is what he's doing. Like, you know, like <laughs> be abundantly clear as you go to him in prayer and spend time in your word, as you yield to his spirit and the teaching, Mm-hmm. you know good and well that the neighbor is abusing their child it's time to call the police like mm-hmm. you, you've spoken to them this is a form of obedience to both government and yep. the leaders and it's how you show love people. to your neighbor and this is exactly you're helping this person who is broken live out their purpose by getting the correction that is yep. called for that yep. is love but that's not, again, not the world's definition. This is love. I correct my son, it's love. God corrects me, this is love. It's not a bad thing. Scripture makes it clear, those I love, I correct. If you aren't being yes. corrected, you should be worried. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that should be a norm, right? You should learn from it, don't repeat it, learn from it. But understand it is loving when someone has done something wrong to help them get to that better path. And there are many ways to do this in the process of forgiving them and you moving forward. Yes. So I, unless you have something else to add here, I think this is a good place to wrap up, but I wanted to circle back and underscore some concepts that we've talked about or tie them together. We've talked about justice, forgiveness, and love. And for each of these three ideas tied to realities in the world, we have described them as being, as, as definitely not being blind, mm-hmm. which is to say they are eyes wide open all the time. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, love, and justice are eyes wide open all the time. They are also others focused. They're done for the good of those around me with a self-sacrificial posture as the basis for them. 
And thirdly, they are not preferential. Your forgiveness, your justice, and your love cannot be preferential. Anything that, maybe there's a topic for a different time, but anything that, that becomes preferential stops being about others, it starts being about yourself. Mm. That's why we talk about preferences. <laughs> it's what <laughs> I prefer. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as my encouragement is this. The reason I want to talk about this is, is there's a lot going on in the world right now, mm -hmm. um, whether it's in Minneapolis or in Virginia mm -hmm. or wherever it may be. There's a lot going on, and there are a lot of people who, who are seeking for justice, rightly so. There are a lot of people who are in need of forgiveness, rightly so. And there is not a lot of love. Mm. And I think that that leaves us in a, in a place where we've rightly identified what the problem is, but we don't have a solution. And, and my, my hope is that as, as we've been discussing here, that we have stirred up some thoughts in you, for, some things for you to chew on, go back to scripture and look and see how God works through these things and what it means to be a believer in Christ, uh, specifically with these three issues, specifically with the social context in which you find yourself, whether it's needing to pursue justice or needing to extend forgiveness or needing to know how to apply love in a situation where uh, <laughs> retribution is, is much easier. Um, God has given us the example in Christ. He willingly gave up Christ. Christ willingly took on the penalty of our sins. His blood covered the cost of our sins. Christ came out of the grave three days later and gave to us, again, all of his riches as he adopted us into, or as the Father adopted us into his family, made us sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters of Christ. Nothing that Christ had was held back from us. That was the love to follow the forgiveness that was only possible because the penalty was paid through Christ, who did it, as John 3.16 tells us, and of obedience to the Father because the Father loved us. And that's a beautiful story. That is the world I want to live in. Because even if I don't find perfect love or forgiveness or justice here on earth, there is a day coming when he who is just and who is love and who has shown what forgiveness is will make all things new again. That's what I'm looking forward to. Amen. This joint is smoking hot. I'm going to listen to this joint <laughs> at least once or twice. <laughs>